Cafe, your podcasting source of great crime, suspense, and thriller writing. I'm your host, Debbie Mack. Before we get started, uh, here's an offer you need to know about. Go to the Crime Cafe Facebook page, give it a like, and sign up for my newsletter. In return, I'm giving a free sample story from the Crime Cafe short story anthology. And what's more, I offer subscribers... Uh, the ability to enter a giveaway for the Crime Cafe nine book set. If you leave, if you enter the contest and leave a review of the anthology, the contest closes on December 30th. So check it out now. Uh, with that said, I'd like to uh, introduce a delightful author who I had the pleasure of meeting at VoucherCon on a panel several years ago. Her name is Maria Hudgens and she writes travel mysteries. Now, how awesome is that? It's great to have you on, Maria. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for asking me, Debbie. Well, I'm very pleased to do so. I saw from your bio that you taught a wide variety of science classes. <laughs> yes, and, and you can usually see those things come out in my books, too, because I can't resist throwing a little science in. I was going to say, it must provide you a rich source of plot material. <laughs> Have you used all of your different sciences? In, in oh, let's see. Oh, the last, the death of an ivory tower, I used a good bit of biology and uh, chemistry. And then I also taught oceanography. There's some of that in death of an ivory Boy, I just used them all. Uh, but I have taught oceanography, uh, earth science, biology, and chemistry. And I usually manage to get those all in somehow. That's fantastic. And none of your protagonists, I assume, have been meth dealers. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, one, that one has been taken. Not, not that it couldn't be redone. <laughs> uh, one never knows. Um, let's see. You, uh, your stories take place all over the world. How do you choose right. where to set, set them? Oh, well, I always go there first. And I have gone places that I haven't written a book about. But if, if I've been someplace and I've taken good notes and then something occurs to me, I will use it for as a setting for a book. Uh, in this particular case, in Death of an Ivory, in an Ivory Tower, I uh, wrote it about my favorite, favorite city in the whole world, which is Oxford, England. And uh, I actually had been there several times, but before writing this book, I went there and stayed at Jesus College and collected information for the uh, for the setting of the book. So if you ever go to Oxford, go by Jesus College, and I'm sure you'll see uh, everything will remind you of this book. Huh. Yeah, I've been to England, but I haven't been to Oxford. Uh, one of these days Everybody. I want to get back. Right. Have you ever watched the Inspector Morris uh so on TV. Oh, well, they they go all over Oxford, and I like to watch those and just follow him around town because because I know all the sites in Oxford. I think <laughs> I could be a I could be a blue badge guide. I believe I've noticed, been to Oxford so many times. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. Uh, what is your latest book about? Okay, 
Death in an Ivory Tower is about uh, a conference in Oxford, England, where my protagonist is Dotsie Lamb. She's a historian from Virginia, and she's working on her Ph.D., so she's going there for a conference. And uh, her uh, uh, it, it deals with the, uh, the effects of the King Arthur legend on English history. And so it's all very academic, don't you know? But uh, I always try to get uh, Dusty's best friend, Letty, into a book. So in this case, it's not that, as his Letty doesn't know a thing about history, uh, she's there. Uh, she's also in Oxford, but she is just babysitting for her daughter's children. That gives me an excuse to take Letty to uh, to Oxford. But uh, the, the story involves... Um, a man from Glastonbury, England, which is uh, reputed to be the, the uh, place where King Arthur was buried, although we're not too sure there ever was a King Arthur. Um, <laughs> but he, he says he's going to prove that, uh, he, that Arthur was a real person because he's got Arthur's bones. And uh, the only problem is he, he ends up dead the day before he's supposed to give his speech. Uh-huh. So, yeah. And so we know that's not okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which gives me an excuse to get a little bit of chemistry and biology into the uh-huh. story. You're right, yes. <laughs> yes. Also, uh, the protagonist, uh, my protagonist, Dotsy, is diabetic. And some several of my stories will have diabetic uh, uh connections, but I am not diabetic myself. I, my mother was. So that's how I happened to know something about it. But that all that all works into the story, and uh, there's not too much science in it. Don't don't put the, think the book would put you off because there's too much science, but there really isn't much in there. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's interesting to have stuff like that in there, you know, in a way that people can read and uh, understand. But, well, I, I try to not put too much in there because my temptation is to put too much in. <laughs> but in, in this one, though, uh, I I got very interested in the King Arthur legends. And uh, I actually uh, went to Glastonbury, which is uh, in the very western part of England, and uh, investigated around there and... I have become convinced that there really was a person, uh, not a king, but a a hero in Western England in the 5th century, uh, named something like Arthur. So we'll say an Arthur-type person did live there, and he was a hero. Interesting. Uh, As for Doxy Lamb, tell me a little about her and... uh, how she kind of progresses through the series and okay. her story that, arc, I guess. That, yes. Uh, Dossie is uh, mid-60s, and she uh, was uh, sort of thrown for a loop when her husband, of many years after five children, left her uh, for a younger woman. And so she but, uh, she didn't miss a beat. Her children were all grown, so she went back to school. She finished up her master's degree and became a history So she now teaches uh, ancient and medieval history at a junior college in the western part of Virginia. And uh, she, well, actually, since the end of this book, she now has her Ph.D. But uh, 
she she has five children and several grandchildren, and uh, she's a, uh, a lovely person. But actually, in one in the book that preceded this one, which is called Death of a Second Wife, uh, I killed off his new wife. Hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, at any rate, uh, Gussie is a you'd like her. She's a she's a good listener. She loves people, uh, and she does not carry a chip on her shoulder because of things that have happened to her. She just goes right along, and she loves history, so that gives me a, a chance to get some history and some archaeology into my books. Mm, that's very cool. Yeah. History is very interesting. I love, yeah. I love that subject. Yeah. Yeah, um, and archaeology is another one of my mm-hmm. main subjects. I've written two. I've written two archaeology mysteries that are on online as Kindle books only. Mm. Is this the one with your younger protagonist? Yes. Uh huh. Right. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Uh, Lacey Glass is a. Uh, she's actually a, a pigment, a, a plant pigment expert. But that is that skill is called for on a lot of archaeological digs. And so she can go there and, uh, uh, you know, identify uh, seeds. She can identify any pigments on pottery and stuff like that. She can tell where everything uh, originated. And uh, that gives her an excuse to meet some really sexy archaeologists. (laughs) Indiana Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, exactly. Uh, And I have just written another book that I have big hopes for. It's a... uh, really different. The, the protagonist in this one is uh, a girl named Enola Raven, and she is an archaeologist from Tennessee, and she's a full-blooded Cherokee Indian. But uh, her first assignment is to go to Egypt. So that, that, she's an Indian in Egypt, if you can believe that. <laughs> now, what prompted you to write about these other protagonists? Um. I just like to branch out and write uh, after uh, writing all these uh, uh, Darcy books. A lot of people love them, and I do too. But I also had uh, a sort of a uh, inkling. I, I wanted to write something that was a little edgier, mm-hmm. not not dark, but just the this, uh, the newest thing I've written is really a, a thriller more than a cozy mystery. So it doesn't follow at all the the, the uh, arc of, of a cozy mystery. That sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I enjoy writing it. I sure did. It's wonderful. Yes. I think uh-huh. thrillers are fun to write. Yes. Well, I haven't tried it before. Yeah. <laughs> Neither I, uh, had I before I did my first one. <laughs> I have my my own reading is going that way to where I'm re- reading more thrillers than I used to. And so, naturally, that's what I want to write. Mm-hmm. I can understand. Um, what authors have inspired you to write the way you do? Oh, dear. That's hard to say. <laughs> um, I, you know, you, I, I imagine it's the same with you. You just uh, start start writing, and you realize that it sounds like you when you write it. But um, I am... Uh, I, I used to be a great fan of Agatha Christie. I think I've read, read everything she's ever written. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more modern uh, books, I, I love the, some of the English writers like Peter Lovesey mm-hmm. and uh, uh, 
Colin Dexter. And uh, for American writers, I, I, I'm right now on a, a Michael uh, Connolly kick. I think I read, like, the last 10 books I've read have been Michael Connolly books. Mm. So uh, I, I seem to read more the men, uh, but there's no particular reason for that. I just like a good story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you ever thought of doing travel writing? Uh, I, I don't know what the market is like for that. I, I don't know. Uh, is there any money in that? Anyway, I think I could. I think I could do it. I just have never looked into it. No, but I do love to. But I, I guess what would hold me back is I am a horrible photographer. I think <laughs> you need to. <laughs> you need to know how to use a camera, and I am really bad with that. But. Uh, no, that would be fascinating, and I have right now a trip planned to Japan in the near future, so Ooh. I will have some some more stories about that. I was going to say, are you going to write a story about Japan? I don't know yet. First, something has to strike my fancy, when, you know. But I do. I take uh, I take a, a, a trip notebook and I write down everything, including silly little things, you know, that I. Just like what I see in the gutter uh, on trips and stuff like that. You never know when something, little details like that are going to come in handy. Exactly. Uh, yes. And, uh, oh, I know somebody else that has influenced me a lot, and that's Aaron Elkins. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a uh, forensic, uh, uh, he's a, um, what you call it, uh, a bone doctor. And he... Uh, huh? Uh, a forensic, forensic? Uh, whatever. Yeah, he, <laughs> and he really is in real life. But he, uh, he goes, uh, some, some, something like that. Uh, anyway, Aaron uh, takes uh, uh, a tape recorder with him and just records as he's walking along in a foreign country. He just keeps a running dialogue going of everything he sees. Huh. And, so he, and, and then he comes back to his hotel room and, and transcribes that, and he ends up with a great record of what is in uh, what what he, he's seen on his trip. Cool. But I, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say, do you tend to write on the road, or do you just kind of like take uh, notes and think about it? I just take notes. I I I write at home. I've got my own little cozy place set up in my den. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, when I'm when I'm traveling, I just I take trip notes, and I'll take maybe two or three pages of notes in my notebook every night, just to see things I've seen that day, which really helps if I use that then in a in a setting. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, um, yeah. Do you have a favorite destination? Oh, yes, Egypt. I love wow. Egypt. <laughs> I want to go back. Yes, uh, but things in Egypt have been a little bit dicey recently. Oh, yeah. And uh, I am, uh, I'm still going to go. I'm going to take a chance on it and go soon, but not, not right now. I may wait uh, maybe six months from now. I, I went to Egypt about five or six years ago, and I absolutely loved it. And uh, I've been to Turkey twice now. I like the, the archaeology. And so you can't do better for archaeology than you can in Turkey or in uh, in Egypt. I can't and, say that squares with uh, archaeology. 
<laughs> I did. And I'd also like to go to Israel and places, uh, go to Israel also. But some of the Middle East uh, is a little bit, again, you don't want to go there right this minute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Well, is, do you have any travel advice or writing advice for people who are listening? Mm-hmm. Oh, travel advice. Just go, you know. So many people are afraid. So many people are afraid something horrible is going to happen. But listen, no matter where you are in the world, if you've got some plastic, you can get home. It's not like back in the old days where you could get stranded somewhere and then never get home. But uh, just go and have fun and try to get off the beaten path. Go places where other people, where tourists don't go. I agree with yeah. you wholeheartedly yeah. on that. Uh, yes, I have. Uh, I, I, I deliberately do things that uh, r- the rest of the tourists don't. I'm with you there. It's just so nice to go to a place and then just try to get in with the locals and, and right. It is learn the customs and uh-huh. so on and, and so forth. And over and over again, you discover that people are pretty much the same everywhere, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, It's fun. It's more fun that way. Yes, it is. Is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap up? Uh, If anybody wants a copy of Death in an Ivory Tower, just leave a note on your uh, blog where I uh, put a thing, and I will will do a drawing in about a week for who gets the book, okay? All righty, then. Well, that's great. Well, thank you, Debbie. Oh, well, thank you so much, Maria. It was great talking to you. And uh, as I said, if you go to my, uh, or if you go to the Crime Cafe Facebook page and like it, you can uh, sign up for my newsletter and enter my contest for the Crime Cafe 9 book set. And uh, on that note, I'll just say, I think by the time this gets up on the podcast, it will be Christmas. So it will. Happy holidays to everybody. And uh, I will talk to you all in two weeks. 